I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my creative healing course is filled with hours of exclusive content. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're gonna to be talking about the secret to resilient relationships. So if you're going through a breakup, you're often focused on how do I get my ex back? Am I gonna hear from them again? But you also have to think about what's gonna happen once you get back together because it's not just about no contact, it's about learning, pushing yourself, growing, improving your relationship skills while you're in no contact. Otherwise, they're gonna come back and you're gonna wind up in another breakup. Right. Mm -hmm. And we see that often. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done a coaching with somebody that gets their ex back, they stop working on themselves, they go back to their old patterns, and now we're doing another coaching and they're shooting themselves in the foot thinking, I wish I had listened to you. Right. So you really want to learn about how to have healthy relationships and what they look like. And so today, Coach Victoria's got some research on it. And we're going to talk about this. So you got to get ready. Yes. And I want to start out with the APA definition of psychological resilience. APA. Yes. What's the APA? The APA is the American Psychological Association. Okay. I thought it was the American Peanut Association. Right. So news to neighbors. Me. You learned? <laughs> I thought we should clarify. Yes. Okay. All right. So the definition is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. So the idea here is really about falling down and being able to get back up through whatever life throws at you. So I thought it would be interesting in this video to apply this concept to relationships and to see how a connection can withstand life adversities. Absolutely. Every relationship is going to have adversities. Absolutely. They're going to be difficult yeah. times, uh, hence a breakup oftentimes because of those difficult times. And so you've got to realize that the connection is going to struggle during those difficult times. If you're, you know, stressed out about work or finances or illness, mm -hmm. any of those things, if you have kids, you know, they're going to put stress on the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you got to prepare for those things and realize it's not all going to be roses, right? Right. And struggle is a natural part of life and it's to be expected. In fact, uncertainty is a certainty of life. Changes are gonna happen, uh, both to you, to your thoughts and to your feelings, but also to your external factors, things around you, things that you can't control. Uh, so being prepared- Car, it could be simple, car accident, yep. right. mm -hmm. flat tire. Mm -hmm. How do you handle it? Your partner's on the side of the road. Do you, are you able to, okay, I'll be right there, or I'll, give me, you know, I'll right. help you out. Can you be there for them? Can you show them mm -hmm. that under stress, you're gonna be there for them? Right. That's big. That's right. huge. And analyzing yourself, how you deal with uncertainty and things that pop up just like that, or how you deal with change uh, personally and, and reflecting back on that and thinking how that affects your relationship. 
Yeah, all kinds of things can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, right. it could be work-related. They cut back on your hours sure. or something happened and it could be anything. Mm -hmm. But those kind of things are going to have a big effect on you individually and your partner. And you have to realize that it can impact that connection. Right. So I wanted to give you just some examples of unexpected life events. Mm -hmm. Craig, you already came up with some pretty good ones right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. Just <laughs> popping a tire, it can be as simple as that. Yeah. Um, but it could also be to different varying degrees of uh, severity. So death, uh, loss, any type of loss or grief. Those are huge. Uh, huge. Illness, yeah. um, any type of developing addiction, either for you or your partner or people around you. That's difficult to go through. Yeah. Um, any type of crises. Uh, if you're in a long-term or a long-distance relationship, even, you know, not having the visa approved could be something that's oh, unexpected sure. that happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or your MasterCard is declined, either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but it can be varying degrees, even up to a pet dying. Oh, um, yes. Mm -hmm. And also personal traumas that, that each individual experiences in life can also affect the relationship. And an example I'll give of this is that I used to work at a gym and I worked with a woman who was married to a firefighter. And so he actually was there on the night that the Pulse shooting happened. Mm -hmm. So I remember going into work with her the next day and she was explaining to me at how this event had changed him and how that was impacting their relationship and how she wanted to be there for him and support him through this completely unexpected right. but extremely difficult yep. time. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, something like that can have a uh, real effect on the person that oh, went through the trauma. Of course, yeah. He'd be numb for a while and he'd go through all sorts of phases. Bless her. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But, you know, you can't prepare for something like that other than to know that life is going to have right. those things happen. And it's going to impact your connection. And... You know, you can't always control how it's going to go because your partner obviously has a big part of it, but you can be aware of how you're going to navigate right. those things. Right. Exactly. And I came across an article that talks about the different ways that people handle adversity. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first way is to remove. And this is to ignore the problem, distance yourself from it as much as you can. Uh, and this normally ruptures relationships. Um, the other way is remote is what the article called it, uh, and this is where you can pass through the adversity, but things in the relationship just aren't the same anymore. Sure. So the relationship and connection takes a hit that didn't quite repair after that event. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The roof is falling down, dear. No, it isn't. We'll fix it next week. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, another way is to recover, and this is to go through the adversity and to come back the same way that you started basically with no damage or no loss. But then the last way, the final way, uh, which is the goal, is resilience. Mm -hmm. And that's to go through the adversity, come out the other end more connected, more understanding of one another, and stronger than you were before you entered that adversity. Because you went through it together. Right. Okay. And that's ideal. Yes, I mean, obviously, is. you would love to be in a relationship where if you have something bad or challenging happen, you can be there for each other. You can grow through it. And that even though you both know that you're going to struggle at times, that at the end of it, you feel like, okay, we made it through that. We can make it through the next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. 
What I also want you to think about is think about the past and the events that have happened in your life. How were you able to survive what you've been through? And also think about how that has affected your relationships. Who did you rely on? Uh, who supported you and who did you support? Mm -hmm. So thinking about all these things and reflecting on them can help you prepare for future events that happen. Yeah, because we are all resilient. We've all had difficult sure. things happen to us. Most people have, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody feels like they've had a perfect life. No. And if you did, you're probably not watching this channel because <laughs> you're not going <laughs> not through a breakup, right. right? Right. But denial can be very dangerous mm -hmm. and it's very common. Yeah. Right. And through these adverse situations, you're going to see your partner in their most vulnerable states. Uh, but at the same time, you'll also see them at their most capable states. And right. you'll also be able to see their strengths. And this is a very beautiful thing because it's really where you get to understand a partner uh, when the things get to the nitty gritty. And then you'll be able to, to know them on a deeper level and feel more understood. And that's the beauty of it. As, as difficult as these times are. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really mean by becoming a secure base, is to be that foundation that you can come back to when things are tough and that you can trust and you know that you could be there as a support and also be supported. That's, that's exactly right. That's the secure base where you know that person has your back no matter what. Mm -hmm. And you really want to think about these things and look at your own behavior in relationships and maybe this most recent relationship or your other relationships and recognize okay how did i handle things when they lost their job when their mom died right. when their sister had cancer whatever it may have been how did you handle those things and if you don't like the way you behaved you better think about it because you gotta do something different in your next relationship or if you're repairing this relationship Right. So now we're going to talk about some ways to make a relationship more resilient. Okay. But before I get into that, I just wanted to make a caveat to make things clear. Uh, in what is known as a trauma bond, which is where a partner can be manipulative and uh, basically a toxic relationship, a partner can create the adversity within the relationship themselves. So that's not what we're talking about in this video. Uh, that's a whole nother topic. If you find that your partner is the one that's manufacturing things that are going wrong in the relationship, uh, okay. they can use that to feel more bonded to you because then they'll make you feel like you're going through these ups and downs with them. Mm. Uh, persevering through that type of adversity, that's specifically manufactured in toxic ways. Right is not the idea here. I just wanted to be good to be aware of though. Yeah. Um, that can happen. And you've seen a lot of that, Margaret. I have seen a lot of that. And we'll do, do something on narcissistic relationships mm -hmm. soon. Okay. All right. So the first way I have to build resilience in your relationship is to communicate with your partner. Uh, this can include empathic listening, and this goes a lot further than you can think because it intersects with being vulnerable with your partner. The more you're able to talk with them and share with your partner, the more connected you'll feel, and the less you'll feel like you have to go through whatever life throws at you alone. Okay. Yes. yes. It, it's so important that if somebody feels like, you know, they have something going on, and they could, and you could just listen to them and show them understanding, that goes a long way. That, yes. 
and don't give them advice, just listen and support. Yes, that goes a long way mm -hmm. if you don't feel so alone with it. Yeah. Okay. Along the same vein is to practice being vulnerable with your partner. So this can be in smaller events that happen. Don't just mistake them for small bumps in the road, but, but be intentional about how you support your partner in all the ways that you do. And the more you're able to be vulnerable on the day-to-day, -day, that's going to set the precedent for when something big does happen, that you will feel confident that you can trust your partner. Those, that's something we get questions about, <clears throat> excuse me, quite often. Um, how do I go about being vulnerable? Mm. What, what would be a simple answer to that? Well, I, I have an idea. A little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. A little bit at a time. Because people can get overwhelmed, Easily. especially mm -hmm. if they have an avoidant attachment style. They're mm -hmm. going to get overwhelmed. Right. And so you don't want to overwhelm anybody. And I would say just keep those moments or conversations to just a little bit. If you feel the other person is getting overwhelmed by it, can't handle it, just soothe yourself, calm down a little bit, and go back to it later. You don't have to discuss everything right. all at once. Right. But the idea is for the, for the partner to allow you to support them. And for somebody who has an avoidant attachment style, that can be difficult. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's good advice. Take it slow. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they're, they're not used to that. Right. They're not used to somebody that can be there for them, you know? They've been disappointed so much. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point. And also, you can apply that to friendships, too, if you feel more comfortable with friends, you can practice being vulnerable with them as well. Oh yes. To sort of str stretch that vulnerability muscle there. Um, on that same note, another way to build resilience in your relationship is to maintain strong friendships, both mutually together with your partner, if you have friends that you share and that you can rely on, or uniquely to each partner, if you have friends of your own and your own support systems to fall back on. That will definitely help your relationship be more resilient when the time comes. Good to think about. Yep. To add to that as well is also spirituality. And this is not necessarily religion if you're not a religious person, but just having that hope and that faith that things are gonna work out and having something to believe in is definitely going to build your resilience and capability to surpass the things that life throws at you. I think that may be harder for some people when you've been disappointed your whole life. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have faith that it's going to turn around, right, Margaret? It is hard, but it's helpful if you can. You know, the flowers will come up next spring and um, the things will happen for the rest of this day. And it's great if you can have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another way to build resilience in relationship is also to process your emotions. And this is a huge one. We t often talk about and encourage you all to go to therapy. Of course, if you have somebody else to talk to, somebody professional that you can uh, with these things that life throws at you, um, that will definitely help you and your relationship. Yeah, therapy's so helpful. And, you know, just finding a professional that you can feel like you can talk to yes. and understands you will make a big difference right. in your life. That's how we heal. Exactly. Yep. You know, if you're not willing to go to therapy, you can look at doing the workbooks of the course. They're right. very therapeutic right. and you won't have to be vulnerable with somebody else. That's right. That's where to start if you're not ready to be vulnerable with somebody else. Okay. All right. My last point is to find a purpose together and find meaning together. 
And this is to create goals and dreams and aspirations together with your partner. And actually, when I was in my undergrad, a part of my degree was in communication sciences. And I remember I was in a class where the teacher showed us this uh, audio recording of a speech pathologist basically explaining how he has the conversations with parents who have recently found out that their child has either a learning disability or a speech disorder. And he was saying how this can be a loss of a dream that the parents had for that child. Right. So dealing with that grief, uh, people can drown in it and just kind of end what they see as their future. Yep. Uh, and in the talk that he was saying, I remember him saying how after you experience these things and after you deal with the grief, create new dreams for yourself and be able to envision what a new life could be like for you. Yes, it might be completely different from mm -hmm. what you originally imagined, but it will be worth it. Absolutely. And, and all of you going through a breakup need to think about that because, you know, you want to find the meaning for your situation. And if you can find a meaning that works for you, it can keep you going in the right direction, right? I mean, so many of our success stories are people are learning, they're changing their life, they may not get back with an ex, but you should see all the emails that I get. I didn't get back with my ex, but I'm so happy now. I I'm got a few- I'm in a happy relationship. I'm in a happy, we have somebody, I got a few just today that I was able to look at earlier, that cool. people are, you know, you know, maybe you don't get back with your ex, but if you continue the growth and you find meaning in this breakup, you can change your life. But I think it's easy when you feel overwhelmed by something that went terribly wrong to forget that there's going to be life after mm -hmm. and good things after. Mm -hmm. right. One last point that I'd like to make comes from Teresa Donato from a Psych Today article that I found. And she did some research on this uh, literature review. And she found that those who had a destiny model of a relationship, meaning that they believed in the one, or that they have been destined to be with their partner actually had less resilience in their relationships when adversity came because they had uh, the tendency to disengage and because the belief of being the one started to twist when things went wrong because then they were like well maybe that person isn't the one in other words if they're if if they were the one we wouldn't be having these problems exactly. that's right if they were the one yeah exactly so she suggests a growth model, which is basically the idea that a relationship is something to be built on and it's a living entity and almost like a muscle that can be strengthened and grown rather than something that has always been meant to be, something that can be worked on and made better. Yeah, and that's a good point. And we're gonna talk about that in another video yes. and really get into that because you know, there is a danger behind believing somebody is the one and it can keep you in a situation that's not healthy. So we're going to look at that further. Because if it doesn't work out with the one, it's all over. Yeah. The two would, one of two would be better. Yeah. Like an heir and a spare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any more? I was just going to say exactly that. You don't have to go through adversity alone and challenges alone. A partnership is there to help support you and you're there to support them 
And the more adversity you go through, it almost works exponentially. The more confidence you have that the next thing that comes, you'll be able to face that as well. So just have hope in that and keep that in mind when going into a relationship or the relationships you may be in now. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing if I hadn't gone through a lot of adversity. And you certainly went through a lot of adversity, and I can attest to that. Yes, you were there when it happened. I was there. So um, that resiliency helps you grow and change and become a better version of yourself, especially if you stay focused on who you want to become and realizing that it's not going to feel like this forever. It really doesn't, even though it feels like it will. It feels like it will be forever, but it isn't. Okay. Good stuff. Yes. Make sure you give Victoria a thumbs up for all of her research on this one. Of course, when you want to get my help personally, go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up and I can get you in pretty fast. And she's always helpful. These days. (laughs) And Coach Victoria will be here working with us and training. I will be here. And eventually you'll get to do coachings with her as well. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.